revelation of Jesus Christ, the revelation of St. John the Divine, last book of the Word of God, going into the revelation of Jesus Christ that God gave to him to show unto his servants things which must shortly come to pass. And sent and signified it by his angel unto John, who bear witness of the word of God and of the testimony, the testimony of Jesus, which is the spirit of prophecy and the words of the book of this prophecy. Now we're talking about the sealing of the saints. The sealing of the saints of God, that is the present truth proceeding from the throne of God right now. For those that have an ear to hear, let them hear what the Spirit is saying to the churches. Therefore, this, the time is coming and now is when the, those that hear the voice of the Son of God shall live. And this is progressive. But why is it progressive? Truth, truth is progressive. As we start out in Genesis and as we go through the Word of God, the law, the prophets, the Psalms. Then we come to Jesus. We had under Moses the law with the natural people with natural boundaries. With that in the, in the natural stones. But now in the last days, we have the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus by his death, burial, and resurrection. That we now have uh, this truth written upon the tables of our heart. That writing is the graphy. We have the Logos, which is the Word of God. There, let your loins be girt about with truth. That's Logos. Then it says, uh, uh, whereby take a shield of faith, whereby you can quench all the fiery darts of Satan. That is that shield of faith. And taking the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. That's the Rhema. But now he's talking about where is that Word? It's held in the conscience, in the intuition of man, in man's spirit, not in the mind and the letter, but it's written upon the tables of the heart. Therefore, it's progressive. So now the Lord has shown forth his glory in the face of Jesus Christ, but we have this treasure in earthen vessels that the excellency of the power might be of God and not of ourselves. For the Lord is that spirit, and where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. But we all with open face beholders into the glass, the glory of the Lord are changed into the same image from glory to glory. Neighbor, did you get that? From glory to glory, even as by the spirit of the Lord. We're going from glory to glory, from faith to faith. Therefore, woe be to them that are at ease in Zion. And the Lord said, I'll search Jerusalem with candles and punish all them that are settled on their lees. There is progressive truth. Now we see and we understand in the Revelation 1 verse 1 in that revelation of Jesus Christ in this book of the prophecy. This book of prophecy that is bringing to us sent unto his servant John. John is Jehovah favored and to show unto the servants of God things that must shortly come to pass. Things are the things of faith. Faith is the substance of things hoped for. The evidence of things not seen. The revelation of Jesus Christ is to show unto us, the servants of God, things that must shortly come to pass. And Satan signified it. That is a signature of God. He signed it. A signet. A sign. A loftov. 
It is a present truth that God has written upon the tables of the heart for those that are being led of the Spirit of God to be revealed in the last days. What is this truth? Well, we see in Revelation 7 that we are uh, there to be sealed because we are the servants of God. Before the four winds to hurt the sea and the earth, it was said unto them, seal the servants of God in their foreheads, not there in their mind, but in their foreheads, in their foreheads. We're talking about the spirit, soul, and body being literally stamped, preserved, literally sealed, therefore protection of the other three trumpets yet to sound. The woe, woe, woe be unto the inhabitants of the earth by the reason of the other three trumpets yet to sound. Therefore, we're talking about why is this sealing and the truth of God progressive? We're going to see that there's three different sealings in the word of God, one according to the birth, one according to the work, and then one according to the fathers. As we see in the word of God in Proverbs 4, we're going to see that He said that path of the just is as a shining light that shineth more and more unto the perfect day. Well, what day is that? It's the day of charity. It's a day of perfection. It's the day of coming to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. We see this in charity because we must add to our faith virtue. Virtue. That's virtuous. We're not entertaining any other spirit but the Lord. But then you add to your virtue knowledge. My people perish for lack of knowledge. Then you add to your knowledge temperance. For those that are the Lord's must be temperate in all things. That is self-control. Then temperance. Then you add to your temperance patience. But let patience have her perfect work. Is that enough? No. We've got to add to your patience. Then godliness, the God life. God manifests in the flesh, and that is the mystery of godliness, the God life, Christ in you, the hope of glory. Then from godliness to brotherly kindness. Brotherly kindness is preferring your brother above yourself, condescending to men of low estate, the golden rule, do unto others you would have them to do unto you. And then finally, you get to add to your brotherly kindness, charity. Now, charity is not just love. It's the love of God based in his word and doing his will. That's not just love. It's the love for God. It's the testimony of Jesus in faith and keeping his commandments of God in love. For those that love God, keep his commandments. The faith of the saints is the testimony of Jesus, which are the things shown unto the servants of God, the things of faith that must shortly come to pass. These are the things of faith. There Jesus said to the disciples, they had followed him for three and a half years, and he said, I have many things yet to tell you, disciples, but you're not able to bear them now. But when the comfort of the Holy Ghost has come, you'll speak of me, for all this Father has given, given unto me, and he will show you things that will come to pass. The things that will come to pass, there is still prophecy, It's a testimony of Jesus, the spirit of prophecy that God will reveal unto his servants uh, in the last days, these days. 
He's doing it now for those that have an ear to hear. Let them hear what the Spirit is saying unto the churches. As we find there in Proverbs 4, the Lord said the, the path of the just is as a shining light that shineth more and more unto the perfect day, that day of perfection, that day that we come to charity. Uh, that is the love of God manifest in the earth, doing his will, not a hearer of the word, but a doer of the word. This is the reason why that after we've added to our faith, virtue, virtue, knowledge, knowledge, temperance, temperance, patience, patience, godliness, godliness, brotherly kindness, brotherly kindness, charity. The charity will cover a multitude of sins. Why? Because you're doing the will of God. It's the blood flow in and through the body of Christ. Not only that, charity is the bond or the guarantee of perfectness. If you have a bond on a job and it's completion, it guarantees the completion of the job. So we're persuaded that whatever we committed unto him, that he's able to keep that which we've committed unto Jesus against that day, that he that has begun a good work in you will perform it until the day of Jesus Christ. We're talking about the sealing of the saints in present truth in the throne room of God. We're going to see that there's somebody said, well, after that, we have believed we were sealed with that Holy Spirit of promise. And yes, we were. If we continue in the faith, if we continue on, you find out in Romans 6 that whosoever we yield our members the servants to obey, him are the servants to whom we obey, whether of sin unto death or of obedience unto righteousness. The choice is ours. So faith requires obedience because faith without works is dead. There being alone, can faith save you alone? No, God forbid. For you show me your faith without your works. James said, I'll show you my faith by my works. And these works that are accompany, that accompany salvation. We find in Daniel that as he has seen the great vision and what shall befall God's people in the last days, and he's seen the little horn, of which three fell and one came up, speaking great things against the God of gods and uh, literally uh, deceiving the whole world. We find that Daniel wanted to know these things that troubled him in this vision. And if God's going to seal up the vision of the last days, he is going to give us the revelation of those things uh, that John saw in Revelation 10, the seven thunders uttered their voices. John was about to write. He said, write it not. Don't write it. Don't graph it. Why? Because this is not going to be written in a book. This is written upon the tables of your heart as a believer. It's only the ones that have the leading of the Holy Ghost that will follow the Lord into all truth, into all righteousness unto holiness. Romans 6. We have to obey the Lord and this is the testimony of Jesus. It is the spirit of prophecy, Revelation 19.10. It's the body of Christ coming to the measure of the statue of the fullness of Christ. When we see in Revelation 19.10, John comes upon a man and he thinks he has seen the Lord. If anybody knew the Lord, it was John. And John saw him and was going to bow down to worship him. He said, see, thou doest it not. Well, who is this man? What did John see? John was for sure certain that he had seen the Lord. 
he was willing to bow down and worship uh, this man. But he said, see thou doest it not. Worship God. Who is this man? He said, for I am of thy fellow servants and of thy brethren that have the testimony of Jesus. What is that testimony? It's the body of Christ that has received his word going into a higher glory than Pentecost. You see in Hebrews 6, it's not laying again the first principles of the oracles of God. Let us go on unto perfection. It didn't say forget them, leaving there for the principles, the first principles of the oracles of Christ. Let us go on unto perfection. Somebody said, well, you can't be perfect as long as you're in this body of flesh. Well, Noah was perfect in his generation. We find that Job was a man that feared God and eschewed evil and was perfect in all his ways. He didn't pronounce himself perfect, but God did. Notice that Paul into the church of Philippi says that I am not perfect yet, neither have I already attained. But I'm trying to apprehend that of which I'm apprehended of Christ. What is that? That is that spirit, the spirit of truth. This is that spoken by the prophet Joel. That as God spoke to Moses, I am that I am. That truth is the leading of the Holy Ghost into all truth. It is Christ in you, the hope of glory. It's the Holy Ghost leading and guiding. For if any man have not the spirit of Christ, he's none of his. That spirit, the Holy Ghost, Christ in you, is leading and guiding the body of Christ into all truth. Not some truth, all truth. First John 2.20. And you are complete in him. You have an unction from the Holy One. And you know all things. And you know all truth. And no lies of the truth. How do you have that? Because it's already written upon the tables of our heart. But it has to be revealed. It has to be revealed by the Holy Ghost. As we look upon and put our face upon the word of God, then we're turned into the same image. Jesus stated, uh, even as John, uh, uh, Paul speaking in uh, the church at Rome, he said, those that he did foreknow, them he did predestinate. And those that he predestinated, them he also called. And them that he called, he also justified. And those that he justified, he also glorified to be conformed to the image of Jesus Christ. There we are to be conformed to the image of uh, Jesus Christ. And the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. We find that in Ephesians 4.11. That he gave some apostles. He gave some prophets. Some evangelists. Some pastors and teachers for the perfecting of the saints. Not for us just to come short of that. But for the perfecting of the saints. And, and to that knowledge of the Son of God. That's an epigenosco. It's a unity of the faith. It is uh, one mind and one accord speaking the same things in one mind and one accord, not in various and different denominations. So therefore, whom he did foreknow, them he also did predestinate to be conformed to the image of his son. And those that he did predestinate, them he also called. Them that he called, he also justified. See, it's a progression. We're called and predestined to this glory that he has called us to. But it goes from glory to glory, even as by the Spirit of the Lord, as we go higher and higher in the Lord in obedience 
unto righteousness. Therefore, that predestination there is according to the foreknowledge of God, and those that he predestined, he also called. Those that he called, he justified. Those that he justified, he also glorified to be conformed in the image of Jesus Christ. So how far do we have to go? Is it just Pentecost, or is there a higher glory? And that's what the Lord is speaking now. On the 19th of January, 2019, while in Transamera, in Kilgoris, Kenya, the Lord spoke and said, seal my people by my word. I had other ministers with me there, and it knocked us all so strong in the Holy Ghost to the ground, saying, seal my people by my word. He was an angel sending out the east heaven, the seal of the living God, so send I you. From then, we have uh, uh, realized that the Lord is called his people in these last of the last days for the final sealing. Now, why do we say the final sealing? Because there are various sealings of how that after we have received the word of God, we were sealed with that Holy Spirit unto righteousness, the seal of righteousness uh, by the Holy Ghost. We find that in Romans 4. But we see that this is progression. Now, as we look at the different sealings uh, in Revelation 7, we're going to see that the final sealing is seal the servants of our God in their foreheads. Their foreheads, uh, there is not on the forehead, but in their foreheads. That in the foreheads is in the literal knowledge of the Lord, not only in the mind, but in the spirit of the person. Now, the believer that may be presented blameless, both spirit, soul, and body, they're undefiled. We find that there are three different sealings in the Word of God. And 1 John 2 tells us that in verse 12, he said, I write unto you little children, because your sins are forgiven for his namesake. Well, that's the first step. We also find that also in Exodus 28 and the high priest's garments. Now, we're called as kings and priests of the Lord our God, and the sealing there, the first sealing, is according to birth. Just as John in his epistle, 1 John 2, 12, said, I write unto you little children. Well, that's the beginning, the birth stage. There I write unto you little children because your sins are forgiven for his name's sake. Well, neighbor, if you have repented and been baptized in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of your sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost, promising you and your children, many as far off, even to as many as the Lord our God shall call. Then that is your sins are forgiven, what? For his name's sake, as John said in 1 John 2, verse 12. We also have this in Exodus 28, when the high priest's garments, and he said in that first engraving, that sealing, the engraving of a signet, of a sign, of a signature. We find that in Exodus 28, verse 9, and you will take two onyx stones. These are on the high priest's shoulders. The two onyx stones there are to grave or to make white, to blanch. These are speaking according to the birth. We see that in Exodus 28, and uh, uh, verse 9, because this is going to be according to the birth. Reuben's the firstborn. 
he will be the first name that will be engraved with an engraving of a signet. That's a seal upon the high priest's shoulders. There will be an onyx stone on the right shoulder, another onyx stone on the left shoulder. They will have six names of the children of Israel, of the tribes, on one onyx stone and six on the other, according to the birth. This is exactly what John in his epistle is saying in 1 John 2, verse 12. I write unto you, little children, because your sins are forgiven for his name's sake. I write to you, little children, because you've known the Father. Well, that's the birth. That's according to the birth. There's your first sealing. That's the first engravings. That is the work of a wheel, uh, of the potter on the wheel shaping the clay. That first sealing, that first engravings, uh, that scratching, that, that covering with the Holy Ghost is the engravings of a signet. That signet is a sign, S-I-G-N, alav tav, E-T, sign alav tav. That alav tav is the longest chapter in the Word of God. It's Psalm 119, and it's Jesus from A to Z, from the alav that he is God, Beth the house, uh, he is God, Gamal, uh, to, to, to uh, bring it over to the church, to, to literally... Uh, Join heaven to earth, God to man, uh, Daleth, he's the door to the sheepfold, etc., all the way to the Tav. The Tav is the salvation. It is written as a cross, and it is the salvation of the saints, that him that overcometh to the end, not to the A, B, C, or D, but to the Z. In other words, in Hebrew, it is the Tav. You're not the Allah, or the Beth, or Gamal, or Daleth, or Ha. It's all the way to the Tav. Well, that is the sign. That's the sign of the sealing that him that has overcome to the end. So therefore, Paul said to the church of Philippi, I haven't overcome yet. Neither am I already perfect. Neither have I already attained. I haven't overcome to the end yet. I haven't attained this yet. But I am reaching forth to those things which are before. In other words, he's still pressing for that. He's reaching for those things of faith that was once delivered to the saints. He's in a Pentecostal move, but he's going to see something. He's going to see a vision of a man, whether in the body or out of the body, he could not tell, such as one caught up to the third heaven and saw things unlawful for a man to speak. These things uh, are what he could not speak in Hebrews 9 verse 5 when the cherubim of glory overshadowing the mercy seat, of which now Paul could not speak particularly. Why? Because he was in the wrong season. It was not time. He was in the Pentecost, Shabbat. He was in that season of Pentecost. But there was going to be a higher glory, a time of the end, a time of the ministry voice of Jesus and the work of the ministry, Ephesians 4.11. And Paul saw it. David saw it. Many saw it, but they could not preach it. John saw it, and he saw what the seven thunders uttered. He was about to write, and he said, write it not. Why? Because it's only going to be revealed by the Holy Ghost uh, to them that obey him. And in Revelation 10, we find that it was told John, Jehovah favored in the spirit of Elijah, that 
he is to take the little book out of the angel's hand. John went to the angel and said, give me the little book. He said, take it. You friend, you've got to take this. Nobody's going to deliver it to you. No denomination is going to give it to you. You're going to have to follow the leading of the Holy Ghost. God will break down every denominational barrier in the last days. There will be no different denominations. There will only be one body, one faith, one Lord, one faith, one spirit, uh, that one baptism, one God, who's the Father of all, above all, and in us all. He will not be different chisms and heresies and denominations. God will be calling his people out of those that have an ear to hear, binding together as one man, just as John saw that man uh, there in Revelation 19, 10 and thought it was the Lord. He was about to worship him. He said, see, thou doest it not. I'm of thy fellow servants and of thy brethren that have the testimony of Jesus. That is the body of Christ, Jesus, the head, uh, and you. Everyone, what I'm talking to you, if you're apostolic in doctrine, one God, Jesus' name, it's concerning you, members in particular. But the bones have to join together to make a joint. The bone must come to bone. And it's only when Ezekiel prophesies over the bones that they start come together. The foot bone to the ankle bone to the leg bone, etc. And the bone coming to the bone makes a joint of whichever joint supplies to the edifying of itself in love. That's the only way the body of Christ will be edified and lifted up as the body of Christ comes together. That is so important. The denominational headquarters and the presbyters and etc. will stay in the old ways and whatever doctrinal statements they have put out in their statement and their doctrines of dogmas in their uh, their uh, chisms and catechisms that they have done. Are you against the dominations, Brother Beard? No, not against the dominations. But you, as a believer, must come out uh, and follow the leading of the Holy Ghost. And to do that, it will not be done through a denomination. It will be done through the Holy Ghost bringing his body in together in one, whichever joint supplies. That's through the supply of the Spirit through every which joint supplies to the edifying of itself in love. That is the only way. God's calling those bones to bones right now, and it's joining together. Those we're seeing this in Africa right now, greater than we have ever before. Uganda is open with over 25 different ministers there, with over 50 different churches, crying out. For this last day word, not just baptism in the name of Jesus Christ and receiving the Holy Ghost, which is, yes, truth, but it goes on to the measure of the statue of the fullness of Christ and the sealing, wanting to be sealed. If God's telling you that you there's more and you know there's more, what is it? Well, there's more in the sealing, knowing those things which come upon the face of the earth to try the earth, O oh, earth, earth, earth. Hear you the word of the Lord. God is calling his people out to bring them together in one, a great army that will be preaching to all this this gospel, to all the world for a witness in all nations, and then the end will come. Only the ones that have an ear to hear will follow the leading of the Holy Ghost, uh, and those that are led of the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God. The first sealing there, if you've already come into God, repented, and been baptized in the name of Jesus Christ and have the Holy Ghost, uh, 
you are born again of the water and the spirit. Born of the water, water baptism in the name of Jesus Christ, Acts 2, 38, 4, 12, Acts 8, 16, Acts 10, Acts 19, etc. You are born again. There, he said, I write to you little children, 1 John 2, verse 12, because uh, your sins are forgiven for his namesake. You have repented, been baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. You're born of the water. And you, I write you little children because you've known the Father. You have the revelation that Jesus is the Father of glory. There are little children. That's not a full grown, a full statue of Jesus Christ until the fullness of the measure of the statue of Jesus. That are, those are little children, not babies anymore. The newborn babes desire the sincere milk of the word that they may grow thereby. But then they are little children because they have a revelation now. They know that Jesus is the Father of glory, the Father revealed in a body of flesh and blood. He came from God and came into the world and went back to God. He proceeded from the Father, went back to the Father, John 16, glorified with the Father's own self, John 17, 5. They understand that Jesus is the Father revealed, except you believe that I am he, the Father of glory, you shall die in your sins, John 8, 24. Now, assuming that you know that, is that all there is? No. There's more. There is another ceiling. That ceiling there we see in Exodus uh, 28, verse 9, according to the birth. Those are the two onyx stones upon the shoulders of the high priest. Those have the names uh, of the six tribes of Israel on one side, six on the other side, according to the birth. Their birth, they're born again. There and uh, the antitype in the New Testament where John said, First John 2, verse 12, I write to you little children because your sins are forgiven for his name's sake, and you've known the Father. Well, that is the first sealing. That's the first engraving of a signet, of a sign, a signature, the sealing there. Well, is that all there is to it? No. Then we look there at uh, still First John 2, and uh, uh, 12 through 14, he said, I write unto you, young men, now you've grown from little children to young men. I write to you, young men, because the word of God is strong in you. Well, now you've got into the word of God. It's, a, it's at Romans 12. I beseech you, brethren, by the mercy of God, you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. Be not conformed to this world, but be you transformed by the renewing of your mind. Why? That you may prove what's a good, acceptable, and perfect will of God for you is. That is how you're transformed. Not after this world and love the world and the things of the world, but coming out, being you separate and setting your affections on the things above, not on the things beneath. There, yeah, you are young men. The word of God is strong in you. He said, I run you young men because the word of God is strong in you. I run you young men because you have overcome the wicked one. 1 John 2, verse 12 through 14 again. You've overcome, but that's the second ceiling. How do you know that? Well, you've grown from little children to young men. You've grown. The Word of God is strong in you. You've been through tribulation, work with patience, patience, work with experience, experience, work with hope. Hope makes not ashamed because the love of God is shed abroad in our, in our hearts by the Holy Ghost. You have been uh, uh, tried, and your faith has come forth as pure gold. You've been troubled on every side, but not in stress, perplexed, but not in despair, persecuted, but not forsaken, cast down, but not destroyed, always bearing about in your body the dying of the Lord Jesus, that the life of the Lord Jesus will be made manifest in your mortal bodies. For we which live are always delivered unto death. 
that the life of the Lord Jesus may be manifest in our mortal bodies. And this affliction, which is this light affliction, which is only but for a moment, worketh for us a more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. You've been there. You're now a young man. You fought the good fight of faith. That is an engraving of a signet, a sign, a signature, a sealing there of young men. And you'll see that again in the high priest garments in Exodus 28, verse 22. It's an engraving of a signet according to the tribes, according to the work, according to your individual ministration, your ministry, members in particular, that God has a place for you in the body that only you can do. You don't have to be an apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastor, and teacher. You don't have to be uh, some great uh, orator. You might be governments, helps, miracles, whatever. But God has a member in particular that only you have been called in that body to perform. Different ministrations, but one spirit. There, that is that sailing again of the young men. It's what we have here, according to the tribes, uh, that engraving of a signet. Uh, there, according to the tribes, at work. And there's diversity now. Everyone before were, according to the birth, were on the onyx stones on the shoulders of the high priest. There, now we have different colors. We have that first row, Judah, Issachar, Zebulun. We have that second row, Reuben, Simeon, Gad. We have that third row, Ephraim, Manasseh, uh, Benjamin. We have that fourth row, Dan, is, uh, uh, Asher, and Naphtali. All of these have different color stones. Well, because it's difference in the body of Christ, a different calling. Uh, but the hand can't say the foot, I have no need of you. Because God has bestowed the, the more abundant honor on the less comely parts, there'd be no chism in the body. Now, therefore, all members, if one hurt, they all hurt. One cries, if one weep, we all weep. Because we are to be, speak the same things, be of the same mind in one body. That is the second. We now, if you've been repented, been baptized in the name of Jesus Christ, and you have the Holy Ghost, and you fought that good fight of faith, you've endured. Now there requires one more sealing. That sealing is in 1 John 2, 12 through 14 again, I write unto you fathers. Now that's a little F. I write unto you fathers because you have known him that is from the beginning. Now, what is that? Well, though you have many instructors, though you have many teachers, yet you have not many fathers. Paul said, but I have begotten you there in the gospel of Jesus Christ. Well, it's fathers. You turn the hearts of the fathers to the children, children to the fathers. It is the Elijah ministry of Malachi 4. I remember my servant Moses. Behold, I send you Elijah before the great and terrible day of the Lord come. He'll turn the hearts of the fathers to the children, children to the fathers, lest I come and smite the earth with a curse. And then the Old Testament in Malachi ends. Well, what is that? It is that progressive revelation of Jesus going from children to young men to fathers. There we have, if you've been born again, you have repented. You have been baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins. You've been raised a new creature and you received the Holy Ghost. You're born of the water and the spirit. You're born of the water when you went out in the name of Jesus Christ after your repentance. And you were born of the Spirit when you received the baptism of the Holy Ghost and that with fire. 
outward evidences, speaking in other tongues. But then uh, you got into the Word of God. You were transformed by the renewing of your mind. And there you fought the good fight of faith. You overcome the wicked one, and you're standing in faith. Now there is one more sealing, one more step in glory that the Lord has called you for in the body of Christ. There is so important, essential neighbor for salvation. For he that overcometh to the end, the same shall be saved. Not those that just begun the race. Don't you know that all runneth in a race, but only one winneth a prize. We must run that we may obtain. And that is, I write, John said, 1 John 2, the epistle, 1 John 2, verse 12 through 14, I write unto you fathers, because you have known him that is from the beginning. Now, who's him from the beginning? Well, it's the Son of Man revelation. Him from the beginning is the Word. In the beginning was the Word, the Word with God, the Word was God, the same as in the beginning with God. All things were made by him. And without him was anything made that was made. And he was life, and the life was the light of man. Well, this him is the word of God. It is the son of man revelation that is from the beginning. There you see in John three thirteen, Jesus said, No man hath ascended up to heaven, but he that came down from heaven. Who is that? That's a word of God. That's God himself that was manifest in the flesh. There's your mystery of godliness for 1 Timothy 3.16. And without controversy, great is the mystery of godliness. God was manifest in the flesh, justified in the spirit, uh, seen of angels, uh, believed on in the world, preached unto the Gentiles, received up into glory. This is Jesus Christ. The Father revealed God with us, Emmanuel, manifest in the earth. All the first of the Godhead dwelleth in Christ Jesus bodily. Jesus said, you've seen me, you've seen the Father. John 8, 24, it said, uh, when they said, where is your Father? Jesus said, except you believe that I am he, you shall die in your sins. This they understood, not he spake of the Father. John 8, 24, John 8, 27. That is a prerequisite. But now, it's not just knowing that Jesus is the Father, it's knowing the work of God. It's knowing the work of the ministry. It is the things that must shortly come to pass in the revelation of Jesus Christ. Revelation 1, verse 1, it's the revelation of Jesus Christ that God gave unto John. Why John? Because John the Baptist, John, foran Jesus' first coming. John means Jehovah favored. He was in the spirit of Elijah. We find that in Matthew 17. They came to Jesus and said, why did the disciples of John say that Elijah must first come restore all things. Jesus said, Elijah truly must first come and restore all things. But he had, but Elijah has already come. If you will receive it, this understood, he spake to them of John the Baptist. Well, John did no many miracles. Why? Because he was not that last day John that was going to forerun Jesus in the King of Kings and Lord of Lords return to the earth. You see, the first time that he was that suffering Messiah, he was Hamashiach ben Yosef. He was a suffering Messiah. There he had John in the spirit of Elijah forerun his first coming, but John didn't know many miracles. Elijah who had done those miracles there in the spirit of Elijah, there foreran Jesus' first coming. But now we see in, in Revelation 10 that John again 
is given the revelation of Jesus Christ, and he tells John, he hears the seven thunders, he's about to write of their voices, and what he was heard of the seven thunders, he was about to write, and the Lord spoke from heaven and said, write it not. Go take the book out of the angel's hand and eat you all of it. Not one verse, not two verses. Don't be a one verse, Charlie. Don't bring your whole salvation on one verse. Go for all the truth, all, A-L, all truth. And that's what was told John. John, go take that book of the angel's hand and eat you all of it. He walked over to the angel and said, give me the little book. That little book is the Bibliorydian, not the Biblion. The Biblion is the whole word of God. The Bibliorydian is that little book. It is the revelation of Jesus Christ. It's the last book in your Bible. It's the fullness of the measure of the statue of Jesus revealed in the earth in seals, trumpets, and vials. And the judge for thy judgments are made manifest in the earth. That is the song of Moses, the song of the Lamb. Well, he says, nobody's going to give it to you. You have to take it. The kingdom of God suffers violence. The violent take it by force. The law and the prophets were unto John since that time men pressed their way into it. That's exactly what Paul said for you to be perfect. He said, I haven't already attained, neither have I. Neither have I already perfect. He said, but I'm trying to apprehend that which I'm apprehended of Christ. I'm preaching forth of those things which are before there, uh, trying to apprehend those things uh, of Christ. There, he said, I'm pressing toward the mark. That mark is not an aloft. It's not an A. It's not an alpha. It's not the aloft. It's not an A. It is the Z, it's the Tav, it's the Omega, it's the last end of the ABC theory. It is there in Psalm 119, it's the longest chapter in your Bible, and it's the Aloft to the Tav. Jesus is all, the A to the Z, the Alpha to the Omega, the Aloft to the Tav, the A to the Z. But the revelation of him is from A to Z, and that is the salvation. The Tav is came and he comes a second time without sin unto salvation for the salvation of his saints. There is the Tav. That sealing is the Tav. That is the last day in Ezekiel 9. There's six, six men with a destroying weapon in their hand. And there is one with a rider's inkhorn, uh, that seventh one with a rider's inkhorn by his side. That's the graphy. That's the ceiling. That is the ones that he is gold set a mark. The mark is a tav. It is the last letter Z. It's the omega. It's the last letter. It's overcoming to the end. Set a mark upon all those that are crying out for the sins and abominations done in Jerusalem. And start at my house. Well, judgment begins at the house of God, where shall the innocent of the ungodly appear? It begins at the house of God. And then he said, start at my house and spare not for young or old. And he went to set a mark upon them. Then the destroying, the men with a destroying weapon went through and destroyed all. Friend, that's exactly what's going to happen in the revelation as it was in the days of Noah. So shall it also be in the days of the coming of son of man. Noah was 40 years in building that ark and go for woods, put it there. It never rained, never rained before. It only dewed upon the ground, but this is going to be a new thing. Something that never, ever happened before. God said, I'll do a new thing, though a man tell you yet they will not hear. 
The Lord said, I'll do nothing on earth or a woman will compass a man. That woman is the church. The man child caught up to God into his throne is that woman compassing the man, Revelation 12. It is the ones that keep the commandments of God. Those are the ones that love God. And they have something the others do not have. The Pentecostals must go on. They've got to go to a higher glory. They've got to go on to the measure of the statue of Jesus. Uh, this is not only keeping the commandments of God because they love him, but they have something. They have the testimony of Jesus. What is that? The things. Uh, they have the knowledge of the things uh, that are coming upon the face of the earth. It's the revelation of Jesus Christ that God gave it to his servants to show unto his servants things, those things of faith. That is the testimony of Jesus. It's the faith that was once delivered to the saints. God is revealing that now, right now, from the throne room of God to those that have an ear to hear. Neighbor, if God's stirring you, you know there's more, you need to call us. Dennis Beard, write to me, Dennis Beard, Post Office Box 2906, Longview, Texas, zip code 75606. We need to hear from you. The body of Christ has to come together. There, you can visit our website, dennisbeard.org. One way or another, get in contact with us because there's one more ceiling, one more great great sealing in the body of Christ in the knowledge of the Son of God. What is that? It is 1 John 2. I write unto you, fathers, verse John 2, verse 12 to 14. I write unto you, fathers, because you've known him. That's from the beginning. That's the word of God. That's the work that he's going to do in the last days. He's doing it right now and revealing his word to those. And those that after you have received this word, you will be sealed. But it's not just, well, I've got Acts 2.38. I understand I have the Holy Ghost. No, it's going on to the measure of the statue of Jesus. It is being uh, established in that word and knowing him that's from the beginning, which is that word that was with God in the beginning. And and by him was all things made. That him is that knowing him that's from the beginning. It's a son of man revelation. And all judgment was given to the son of man because he is a son of man. What is it? Jesus is the head. You are the body of the Christ. You are the foot gen- the feet generation that God's going to use and the hand, the apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastor, and teacher that will go out there in the last days in the work of the ministry and a great army will publish this word. That is the fathers. And you'll see that that is sailing is in, not on, but in the forehead. It is the mind of Christ that this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God, thought it not Robert the equal of God, but made himself of no reputation. There you and I are to have that same mind. Philippians 2, 5 through 8. We're to have that same mind, condescending to men of low estate, uh, because now we are the Son of God, but it does not yet appear what we shall be. Neighbor, right now, it's a ceiling in Revelation 7. God is doing it now. The body of Christ has to come together now. For it to be edified, the joint must come together bone to bone to make a joint. The bone must come to a bone to make a joint of whichever joint supplies to the edifying of itself in love. Without the bones joining together, it will not make it. Therefore, in the last day sealing, the sealing of the saints of God, it is Revelation 7 now that we are right now going, uh, we're going right now to 
that sealing, that calling there of God, sealing the servants of God in their foreheads, uh, just as uh, Exodus 20, uh, Exodus 28, birth, take a look there at verse uh, uh, t- uh, 26, 25, 26, and it's a graving of a signet and on the mitre upon the forehead of the high priest, which is holiness to the Lord, all capital letters. It is the coming from uh, obedience unto righteousness unto holiness, sanctified, holy, sealed. Without that seal, neighbor, without the body of Christ, the bones coming together and making a joint, whichever joint supplies to the edifying of itself in love as a signet, as a sign, a sealing, uh, whichever joint supplies for that supply of the spirit, to the body of Christ, neighbor, we won't stand in the last three trumpets, the woe, woe, woe being in the inhabitants of the earth by reason of the last three trumpets yet to sound. That's the reason for the sealing. That's where we're at. The Lord God knows that it is time and is sealing his saints saying, come out of her, be you separate, join up. Don't go for denominations. Don't go for one verse, Charlie's. Go for the whole word of God. Take out that little book, John, Jehovah favored. You are that John. You, the body of Christ, each member in particular, make up that body of Christ, John, Jehovah favored, in the spirit of Elijah. John, take that little book. Take that book of the Revelation. Seals, trumpets, and vows. That seals, to be sealed there in your forehead, you have to receive those seals. And the first seal that was opened by the Lamb that was slain from the foundation of the world that hath prevailed to open the seals. When he opened that seal, uh, one of the four beasts said, come and see. We will be talking. Be sure to go to episode two. There, this is a sealing of the saints to understand what is going to be the seals, why you must know the seals in the white, red, black, and pale horse rider before you come to that fifth seal, the seals of the servants of God in their forehead, that literally signet, that sign, the signature of God upon the body of Christ in their forehead is the mind of Christ. Notice they said to John, take that little book. So John said, I went to him that had the little book. They took the, angel, the little book out of the angel's hand and he ate all of it. Not a one verse, Charlie. He ate all of it. And when he did, he said, it was sweet to my mouth as honey. That's revelation of the word of God, just like it was uh, with Jonathan, son of Saul, when he dipped his sword in the honey and ate of it, and his eyes were open, the eyes of revelation. Same thing there. You, John, the body of Christ, the honey there opens your eyes, uh, and you have great revelation, eyes before and behind, the eyes of your understanding being opened. And it was bitter to your belly. Why? Because these are the bigger herbs, sufferings, mourning, and woe upon the body of Christ. Uh, Many there will be sealed there, but they'll be tested, tried. It does not mean that you will not see your testimony with your own blood there, but it does mean that you will not be deceived in the last days because there will be no occasion of stumbling because you've gone all the way to charity and there will be no occasion of stumbling. Notice that John took the little book. He ate it. It was sweet to his mouth as honey. There's revelation. It was bitter to his belly and it was spoken to John, you, the body of Christ. John, you must again prophesy, preach, 
to preach to all kindreds, nations, tongues, and kings. You must again prophesy. You must again preach. John, Jehovah favored, in the spirit of Elijah, church, you, the body of Christ, you must again prophesy to many nations, kindreds, tongues, and kings. Neighbor, that's you. Turn in to the next broadcast. You want to go to our site. It is uh, sealinggodspeople.org. Yes, neighbor. Sealing, S-E-A-L-I-N-G, God's people. That is S-E-A-L-I-N-G, G-O-D-S-P-E-O-P-L-E dot org. That's right, neighbor. Podcast, sealinggodspeople.org. You've heard it right here from Dennis Beard. Right to me, post office box 2906, right here in Longview, Texas, zip code 75. 606. Uh, neighbor, if you're not stirred, get stirred. God's moving right now to those that have an ear to hear. Don't set back uh, and found it too late as it was the days of Noah. The door is shut to the ark and God sealed that door. He shut that door to the ark. It was too late. You are that John. God's calling you out. Eat you all of that book uh, and you will again prophesy before many nations, kindreds, tongues, and kings. Neighbor, that's it. Well, next time, Brother Dennis Spirit saying, Behold the Lord Jesus uh, sealing God's people.